This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 52 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Today, we are soon to be joined by Red Sox team photographer, Billy Weiss. See, Joey, I figured it out. It's, I, I got to say, soon to be joined, right? There you go. Yeah, no, clear as day now, dude. Crystal clear. Everybody knows Billy's not here. Not here. <laughs> He's not here yet. He is coming on so soon. I just I, I would have the wrong scripts, really. I'd be like, and here he is. And it's like, no, they're not they're not here yet. No, so here. I figured out how to do the intro. But uh Billy's great. Billy is awesome. I got to know him pretty well over the last three, four years. And he's been crushing it as the lead team photographer for the Red Sox for the last 10 seasons, which is Ooh. a long, long time. He's got a lot of great stories about how he started in 2012. What a year to start. My goodness. Yeah. That is, I mean, but, but the, I was going to say the highs and the lows, the lows and the highs going from that to 2013 is a very nice transition, but yeah, Billy mm. gives us a lot of behind the scenes looks, some secrets he has and getting the shot, getting the, Oh my goodness. What a shot kind of picture. And he really just kind of breaks down, you know, how he's evolved over the years as the team photographer and how video has been incorporated, what it's like to be around these guys at their houses, JD, Xander, uh, Devers, all these guys. So without further ado, I think we should just jump right into it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're jumping right into this puppy. After this break, we are interviewing team photographer of the Boston Red Sox, Billy Weiss. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Alrighty, we are now joined by Red Sox team photographer Billy Weiss. Billy absolutely crushes it, has been doing it for a long time. Billy, thank you for joining us today. How you doing, man? Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, good to be with you guys. I, I love what you're doing with the, with the new show. Great stuff. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I got to start off with this because I don't know what the answer is. When did you get into photography and learn, like, I could actually do this professionally? Like, this could end up being something that, like, when did you realize I'm going to be the Red Sox team photographer? But no, I, I want to <laughs> know when it, like, hit you, oh, okay, this can actually be a job, and this is something that I can uh, I can turn into a career. That point came probably early on in college, freshman, sophomore year of college. I had been shooting, you know, taking classes through high school and kind of enjoyed it as a, you know, maybe a hobby or something that I felt comfortable with, but, you know, it wasn't until early on in college that I realized like, okay, this could actually be a career. And it was when I was starting to apply for internships with the portfolio that I had made, that I realized, you know, there were opportunities out there in the professional world um, where, you know, you can actually su support in your, and sustain yourself um, with a career in photography. So, you know, in applying to those internships, um, that's when it kind of hit me. And, I was lucky enough to get the internship with the Orioles uh, my sophomore year of college. And that's what kind of, you know, started it all. So I don't want to get too deep into the camera nerd stuff. Cause I think like you and I could just talk about that for like the whole show and just like leave Steve in the dust. So I'm going to try my best <laughs> not to do that. Um, so just, just the one camera nerd question. What was your first camera? And then what does your setup look like now? First camera was a Pentax K1000, which is a 35 millimeter, you know, pretty basic film camera. Um, it was my dad's, so he passed that on to me. Um, and that's what I learned on. Right now, we're kind of at this weird point where we're moving on to the new mirrorless system um, and kind of slowly transitioning away from the DSLR. We're still going to be using those for quite a while just because it's a slow process to update all the cameras and lenses and everything. But we got our first two mirrorless uh, cameras in a couple weeks ago, the Nikon Z9, um, and we're, we're fully team Nikon here. So we're breaking into that world. And I mean, these cameras now, it's just incredible what they can do, what they allow you to do, um, you know, especially with the mirrorless, with the silent shutter. We can now kind of be in the clubhouse and the tunnel and the weight room and the guys don't even really know we're shooting <laughs> just because there's no click, click, click of the shutter. 
Um, so the, the whole game is definitely evolving, but that's where we're at right now. You guys could definitely definitely talk about that for a long time, and I would have no idea. That, yeah. I, I just held like my English tongue Spanish. so hard. I want you to recognize <laughs> the reserve that I just showed. It was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is I, it's like the greatest thing Joey could hear. This is incredible. The ZLC, I, I don't know. This stuff's all, all above my head. But you, I honestly, I have a lot of respect for you know how you guys are able to look at this as like there's so many different versions. I, I look at a camera as just like, oh, okay, there's just you get a pricey one and then it's good. Like you guys obviously understand the difference between that. And I'm sure it takes a lot of time to really, you know, get down. All right, this is the perfect one for this event. This would be great for that. And I'm just curious, you know, on top of that, when things started for you with the team, like when was your first contact with the Red Sox? And do you think it was at a point where you were ready for that to be the, to be the case for, to be your role? No, I mean, it's evolved over time for sure. I mean, I interned here as a, a starting in 2012. That was my internship year here. So at that point, I had had two major league baseball seasons under my belt from a photography standpoint with the Orioles. Um, and I thought I was like, I knew everything at the time. And then I got up to Boston and it was like, whoa, this is a completely different level up here. Like the photographers up here are really sharp. Uh, they're doing really creative work. Um, the editing process is like, much more in depth than I even knew at the time. So I thought coming in, like I was in pretty good shape and I quickly was very humbled by the fact that I still had a ton to go. And over that year in 2012, I, I really learned a ton. Um, and then the following year going through the world series in 2013, that also was a, a very educational year. Um, so it's been a, it's been a progression for sure. Yeah, that, that is an interesting balance getting the 2012 team and then going right to 2013. That had to be, quite a shift i i could imagine yeah i mean i did two years in in baltimore you know 09 and 11 which were last last place years um and then and then similar uh here in 2012 so that was kind of all i knew um like i hadn't even shot a playoff game before 2013 um and so yeah it was uh completely like it was like a 180 you know um from 2012 to 2013 and yeah, it was like, I didn't even, I guess, realize at the time how lucky I was to be in a position like that. I mean, now having more perspective, there's team photographers who have gone 20, 30 years without seeing a World Series or championship, yeah. you know, whatever league they're in. And here I was in my third or fourth year, you know, going all the way. So definitely it was a crazy kind of like juxtaposition of the two, the two years. Who was the first player that you kind of built a, a connection with? I'm sure over time it's been easier for you. And then other players are like, oh, there's Billy. Like, he'll get great shots of you. And, and you know, word spreads. But it's obviously not like that when you start here. So who was the first person you're like, okay, that's kind of my guy and, and we can work together? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Chris Young, actually, CY, okay. was was kind of the guy um, who, who really got me in there, like into the clubhouse. So he actually had and still has a, a, an interest in photography. Um, and so during those years when he was here, he would always have his camera with him and he would start asking me questions. Um, and then one day he actually texted me. He was like, Hey, can you come down to the clubhouse? Um, you know, I want to like ask you some questions. And like, that was the first time I had been like specifically like invited into the clubhouse. You know, sometimes I'd have to go in for like a quick shoot or whatever, but somebody specifically, specifically inviting me down and then when I was in there like yeah we were going over the camera stuff but he was just introducing me to everybody being like hey you guys know Billy like he's our guy like he'll get you shots or whatever you need so 
he was kind of the guy who like got me in there. And then from then I was kind of able to like make the relationships with the other people. But that was like, you know, three or four years into my time here. And it, it honestly does take a few years to like figure out that comfort level and that confidence to be around the players on a more like intimate and personal level. Um, and so he was like, I'm, I'm always super thankful because he like kind of opened that door for me. Absolutely. No, I, I mean, that's, that's gotta be huge for the first guy it makes it like, okay, now I can just comfortly, you know, exist around these guys. Cause that's a, a big transition yeah. instead of just being the photographer. Now you're a guy that they trust. Uh, before asking this next question, I'm going to tell the people that are listening to go to your website, just cause it's going to be a lot easier to understand what I'm, what we're asking, what we're talking about. Billy's portfolio of work is incredible. So go to billyweiss.com slash work, B-I-L-L-I-E-W-E-I-S-S.com slash work. Question is, when did you start branching out into specific like off-field shoots? Because I've seen you doing them, you know, posting the last, I mean, I've I've followed your stuff for, geez, six, six, seven years now. And I honestly think that's one of the coolest things you do. It's like Dever is running through a sprinkler or you know, JD's got like the stars on his face as you do this cool, like all-star shoot. When did you branch into that with the team? And was it, was it earlier on or did it take time to kind of get to that point? It was kind of a, like, honestly building off like, you know, the CY introduction and everything. Like it was kind of around that because it all hinges on your ability to make those relationships, to do that off-field stuff. And in my mind, it was like, I always wanted to do that stuff creatively with the players, but I wasn't at a point until then where I felt comfortable getting them there. And you have to kind of establish that um, before you can convince them like, Hey, I've got this cool idea, like, but it's going to need a little bit of your time and you to go somewhere. Um, And so that's kind of when it started. But like, I think that's super important in telling the complete picture of, of our athletes because everyone sees the, on the field stuff, you know, to an extent you watch the game, you go to a game, um, you know, you're going to see that kind of the same way that I'm seeing it. Um, but it's really that like access and off the field lifestyle portrait type stuff that I feel like gives, you know, our viewers, our fans, a unique perspective into the lives of, of our players. And so those are the opportunities that excite me the most, even more than the the game stuff um, just because you really get to flex your creative muscle and, you know, try some different stuff. And usually they're pretty, they're pretty into it. And like, they'll, you know, they'll play along with what you got. Well, I'm sure a lot of them also realize like, this is going to crush on IG. Like it's going to look really cool. So that, that is a part of it, right? Like what it, the no, Instagram picks look like. It's, it's totally become a part of it that honestly wasn't there five, six years ago. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, the players are all trying to grow their own brand, um, grow their own presence on, on social and, you know, we, we constantly are communicating to them that we, you know, as a creative department, as a marketing department, are here for them as a resource. We kind of act like an agency for our players to give them content. Um, we're always sending them stuff. And, you know, we're kind of here as a support to to build their brand in, in whatever way they want to do. So when we present them with opportunities like that to do a cool shoot, you know, they're they're usually on board with it. In terms of those outside of the game shoots, is there one that sticks out to you as like, oh, that was that was a lot of fun? Because I'm sure in your head, and it's similar to a, a lot of positions, and and we do it with this show of trying to come up with segments and all that. You're probably like, all right, is this is this realistic? Will the player be into this? Is this going to be cool? Was there one where it all kind of came together uh, that really sticks out more than the others for you? 
Yeah, we went to uh, down to Miami a couple off seasons ago. This was like before COVID to catch up with some of our guys. And we um, kind of wanted to do just like their off season routine. Um, so we caught up with JD, Christian, uh, and Eddie. And um, that one kind of just like hit on all cylinders because it wasn't just photography. It was photo. It was long form video. Um, it was social. And like the balance of what we were able to show from that trip was so complete. You know, we had Christian at his home with his son who at the time was like three or four weeks old, Um, you know, and we had JD giving us a tour of, of his, house in Fort Lauderdale and um you know the Christmas tree having to be delivered like that day and like the guy installing the Christmas tree in his house um and we had like Eddie working out at the gym with all these other major Mm -hmm. leaguers and like it was just kind of like the whole picture of you know the athletes in the offseason the work the family life the the lifestyle and culture piece and like doing it across the different mediums photo video social like was kind of like the model that we go for and that one, that one definitely sticks out for sure. I do remember because you kind of treat it like day in the life type thing, right? Like it was yeah. for the the YouTube and you follow JD exactly. around his house. Yeah, that kind of exactly. stuff is just you can't beat it. Like it, it, it really it brings the fans closer than they've ever been. And it just really makes it like, OK, these are real people and they have houses and this is what they do in their off days. Like that kind of stuff we never knew before. So that, that is super important. I am curious uh, how hard it is to catch something that's unexpected like the the Joe Kelly brawl in 2018, or uh, you have a great shot. I, I think one of your best amongst like dozens of incredible photos is the Mookie photo after he hit that grand slam. That that yeah. image from 2018 is incredible, but you don't know, you don't necessarily know it's going to happen. So how do you, what is your strategy of being ready for something that you don't know is coming? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and especially with baseball, it's like the game can slow down really, (laughs) like really intense at times. And so it kind of like, you know, when you're shooting, it can kind of like lull lull you into this kind of like daze. And so you have to like make sure you're snapping yourself out of that on those games where things are moving a little slow. Um, but I think there are like general rules that, you know, you can, you can follow like the tendencies of the game. Um, you know, righty, lefty batter, most of the time they're going to pull the ball. So like you can focus on whatever side of the field you need to, um, situational moments, like you've got a runner on first, you know, like, all right, there's a potential for a double play here. Like situational moments of the game that like increase your odds of getting that one thing happening and being ready for that and being kind of trained on that already. And then I think the other thing is just really trying to pay attention to the tendencies of, of the players. Some players react really big. Look at like a, you know, a Verdugo, somebody like that. Some players, even like a JD, their reactions are kind of more reserved and compact. And so that informs kind of like, what lens am I going to use? Do I need to go looser if he's going to jump out of frame or can I go tight and still get like kind of that like tight fist pump? So, you know, studying the the emotional tendencies of the players, I think is another thing. And those things kind of go into just helping inform how you're going to shoot and hopefully then giving yourself a better chance to be ready for when that unexpected thing happens. 
And I'm sure the continuous shooting speed of the Z9 really helps you get those still images in those moments. Yeah, you fire like 20 frames a second. It's like you can't yeah. miss, you know, you can't it's miss. like a, a, anybody could do my job. You just push a button. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it with a DSLR. Can't get that. No. Um, just saying. Just saying. Um, when you get one of those, like one of those big yeah. candid moments that that really hits and you know you got a good one, are you like tracking that guy down afterwards being like, yo, you got to see this? Yeah, a lot yeah. of times I am because like I, I get fired up when like when you get something like that. And I'm like, I want to show you because you made this picture happen. You know, I think yeah. the one example that comes to mind just now is like the the Jackie Bradley Jr. Aaron Judge Rob catch um, like right over the center field wall. Like I knew that one was was cool from the moment, and then like that next day, I showed him, um, and he was like fired up about it and that actually ended up being a, like a two page spread in sports illustrated. So he like signed a copy for me with that, which was, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I love to show them when we got like a really good one. Cause I feel like, you know, they were the reason why it happened. And usually they, usually they appreciate it for sure. What's one thing you'd say that you've learned since your time with the Red Sox uh, that you weren't doing before? I know at this point, it seems like you probably got a, a big bag of tricks of like, oh, in this scenario, I can do this, I, that I can do that. Is there one thing that sticks out that you've learned here that you weren't doing prior? I think I think the main thing is just realizing that photography is just one part of the whole picture. Um and like, yes, it can stand alone as an independent medium, but it can also be part of a larger uh, way to tell stories. And that's kind of where I am evolving right now is kind of using, you know, imagery to build out our campaign. So when we see things like, you know, Nike City Connect, like imagery is driving a story, it's driving a narrative, it's driving um, a campaign that we're trying to, to push out. Um, so I think, you know, kind of when I started, it was like, I'm just making pictures just to like take pictures and they stand alone as cool pictures. But now it's like, how can we use that to kind of really tell a narrative, um, and, and kind of like formulate a campaign that is thought out and planned out from storyboarding, um, image making all those types of ingredients. So I think that's like the main thing that I've learned working here is just that it's a means to larger larger storytelling makes yeah it makes sense also in that yeah. you know that behind the scenes stuff again is just like that just yeah. feels like another layer on top of what you're already doing with the the video um yeah. what's it been like working with david ortiz i i scroll through yeah. and I, i've seen these photos when they happen but your shots of poppy are just incredible and it, it really it captures moments in history like i i don't want to like overdo it but some of these shots are extremely significant to the history of the red sox What's your relationship been like with him and how has that evolved over the years? Totally. Um, well, this year has been crazy because we, you know, we've been following this hall of fame journey. Um, and so, you know, we, um, went to the DR to, uh, to be there when he got the call, which was a crazy thing. And then we went with him back to the hall of fame in Cooperstown for his orientation. That's where we shot some really cool stuff in the hall of plaques. And then we went back to Cooperstown again for the actual induction ceremony. So it's been kind of this journey of following him through that. Um, but I mean, he's an iconic figure and it's like every time you're around him, it seems like the pictures are just like magnetic and electric. And he just has that aura. He has that personality. I will say working 
when you're working with David, it is a challenge, not because of David, but because of everything that comes with it. Like there are always a million people around, you know, you're elbow to elbow with all these other people when you're just trying to work and get your shot. And he's a superstar, you know, he's a Mm -hmm. true superstar. And with that just comes a lot of elements that you have to fight through as far as the planning and knowing when things are going to actually happen and the time that you can get with him. Um, so it is a challenging thing for sure, but you know, end of the day, like those experiences are the most fun because he's, you know, what I would say the most important player in, in the history of, of the organization. Right. So, you know, we take that very seriously and, uh, it's been, it's been awesome to document some of those things for sure. Putting myself in your shoes, I I got to imagine there's some pressure or or some nerves that kind of come along with big moments. That you're like, okay, this is only going to happen once, and you know a, a big moment is coming. Be it like you know uh, Christian Vasquez's walk off in the playoffs last year. Do you feel that pressure? Do you get the nerves? Are you like, man, something big's going to happen, and like I gotta have the shot that like defines this moment? Yeah, for sure. I, it's it's definitely. I don't think it's pressure as much as nerves but it's like good positive nerves and if you have that it means that that you care pressure i feel like it's like end of the day you know we're we're shooting a baseball game and this is fun you know for people and so i try and take a step back and realize like it's not that deep you know like what i do um but but i i do have those like nerves and i i am like angry if i don't get that shot you know what i mean um so I have those like jittery nerves in the moment, but it is a good pressure, I guess. And I feel like when I feel that I, I'm locked in more and like, you know, nine times out of 10, I will, I will do it. But sometimes you miss and that still happens and, and that's life, you know, but it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like you still get the butterflies, like in those dramatic situations for sure. Mm-hmm. From our perspective, you get you get the shot ten out of ten times. I always know if a big moment happened, <laughs> no, Billy Billy's going to crush it. It's a guarantee. I miss it. I miss it. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, in terms of nerves, like, do you think these guys are nervous on picture day and spring training? Because the <laughs> the more I think about it, that's a big day because you're coming up to your walk up song every single at bat, and that's the image up there on the big screen. Do you ever sense that these guys put a lot of pressure on themselves to get a a good picture done for their headshot. I think you feel it a little bit with the, with the rookies, the guys yeah. who haven't done it before, you know, because um, they don't, <laughs> they just don't know what to do. Like they don't know how to pose sometimes and you have to kind of guide them through it. And that's fun. Um, I think the guys, even if you do it one year, then you like know the drill and most mm-hmm. of the guys are super comfortable with it. Um, so I don't know if they're nervous, but I think they just like, they're always excited to see like, what kind of crazy ideas we've come up with this year for photo day. What are we cooking up as far as like the set that we're going to do and stuff like that. And that's grown over the years, but I think they're, you know, they, they pretty much know the drill once they get that first one under, under their belt. I know on top of that, I just want to ask real quick, like you'll see sometimes, you know, you do, you got like the mean mug, like slow-mo. Yeah, I'm coming up. So that's a different shot, right? Like that's, is that how you guys deal with, okay, we got to do video elements of this. And then the pictures, do you do those separately or is that kind of all at once? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it it all happens on the same day or, you know, course of several days, but it is separate stations basically. So, you know, there's green screens that they have to do reads for, you know, certain ads or things like that. 
then you got like the kind of more like heroic slow-mo shots that we'll use like in videos and scoreboards and then you have the still photos and then you have the media photos for the news wires like the getty and at so it's like a it's a really long day for them it's a lot to go through for sure um but this it's grown over the years just by the nature of the market right there's more outlets there's more platforms there's more networks more coverage so it's uh it's definitely grown into like a bigger thing yeah so you've done work we talked a little bit before we started recording here that you did some stuff with nbc shooting mm -hmm. uh for what was it sunday night football Schwartzy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Schwartzy. i mean if you, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that i would look that up tom brady's return to gillette there was some there were some photos there were some quotes i'll say that yeah. um what's your favorite non-baseball event that you've covered oh man i mean from a from if we're talking about a live sporting environment i would say uh Wimbledon, um, done Ooh. Wimbledon four, four or five times. Um, and I did it, you know, during those kind of the golden years of Roger Federer, like winning, you know, all of them. Um, and that event to me is just like, you know, kind of pinnacle of sport. Um, you know, I'm a, I love tennis. I grew up playing tennis. Um, so that was like, I, I think probably my, my favorite um, from a live sport perspective. I, I will say now I'm kind of, you know, transitioning more into kind of commercial advertising work. So um, shooting for brands as far as like advertising campaigns and that type of thing, which gets away a little bit from like going to the sidelines of a game, more kind of a controlled environment where you still get to work with athletes, but kind of in, in a more like, you know, controlled way. Um, so that's kind of where it's evolving. But yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I've been at a lot of really cool events and um, even at Fenway, we've had some awesome, like, you know, events the big air football soccer like crazy stuff that you get to see you know there's been some stuff in the off season where i'm like i don't even know how they built this structure the oh. the skiing well yeah like the downhill yeah. stuff i'm like yeah how yeah the red yeah. bull crushed ice or whatever how is not yeah. you shoot that i did yeah i shot that um which you get like, on skates like a, go down it? no no <laughs> no, <laughs> no skates for me man <laughs> not not worth it uh, yeah. But yeah, I was like, how do you even shoot an event like that? You know, it's sports <laughs> that you kind of don't really see a ton. So it's cool. I actually caught up with um, Julia Marino, who is the uh, the snowboarder who is um, in the, the photo with the Sitco sign from Big Air. Oh, right. It's a classic. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So she was she was the one in that photo and she was actually at Fenway a couple of weeks ago for the first pitch. Um, and so it was cool to like catch up with her. She just won silver at, at Beijing um, for Big Air. So it's like pretty cool to to see that but yeah you see all kind of stuff and you know i love the variety of shooting different sports for sure in terms of uh catching up with these people how often are you doing that with the players during the season and in the off season is it more is that relationship always like hey you know can we do this project and then here are the results of shots i got or how often are you in communication with these guys more and more as as the years go on um just because they always have kind of requests now of things that they want for their, for their brand or their channel. Um, whereas that wasn't really happening five, six years ago. So, you know, we're in touch pretty regularly. And the thing is like the off season isn't that long now. And uh, we always try and link up with, you know, as many guys as we can for some sort of off season work. So, you know, if you see them in December or January, you know, then you're kind of like three or four weeks away from spring training and then you get right back into it. Um, so, we feel like it's it's super important to, to keep in touch and maintain those relationships and um, also just, you know, check in and remind them like, hey, if you need anything, you know, we got you. We're here for you. So, yeah, we're always in touch.
any chance we get to talk about 2018, we're going to do it. If there's yeah. one shot that sticks out for you. Now, I, I know in scrolling through your image here on your site and just obviously, you know, we were we were doing Section 10 at that point, And those images mm -hmm. mattered so much because we couldn't use video. So we're just using all of your stuff for right. promos. Right. Um, <laughs> is there one is there one image that sticks out to you from what was just such a magical season? I, I know personally. I love that core thing with all the pictures. You yeah. put a picture up for each win. That shot's great. But is there one for you that really sticks out above the others? I mean, is it the Benintendi catch on the like in front of the standings with the monster? That's got to be I, it. Yeah, I feel like that one kind of sums up like everything. I mean, you know, the the record, you know, first place on the scoreboard, and it just the the pose of the catch felt like like a very confident looking pose. And that's how that team was like they, there was never really any doubt that entire year. Right. It was just like cruise control the entire year. Um, and so I feel like that one, you know, that one really stands out for me. And then, I mean, I don't know, I'm looking at the gallery now, like I love some of these like celebration photos in the, in the clubhouse when we won. Cause the like JD that was a one is awesome. The, the, cigar. the, the Bud yeah. Light all over him. Yeah, the cigar. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Because like, I mean, that was a team that, you know, they kind of came up together, you know, and they had yeah. been kind of chipping away at it for those couple years before winning the division, all those years. And like, this was finally like, all right, they like accomplished the mission. And it just felt like that team, like, had a super like gel to it and those clubhouse photos like i feel like are really really fun to look back on the jd one with the cigar is definitely one of my favorites for sure did you when you look through the shots and you saw the benny one what's that like when you go back and and yes. check afterwards you is that just like a mini little celebration with yourself because i'd be so pumped if i saw this photo i think this benny photo sums up the whole year if you knew nothing about the season yeah. and you just saw this picture Kind of like you're alluding to, I think that's like, oh, okay, clearly the Sox were like the greatest team in baseball right. and they probably won the World Series. So right. when what's that feeling like when you see, oh, I got a great shot? It's great. It's like, it's still, you know, 10, 11, 12 years into it. It's still like an amazing feeling, like yeah. when you do it. And it only happens, it doesn't happen a lot, you know, like those, those really like portfolio worthy pictures are few and far between. And like, when you do get it, it, it still feels like a rush, you know, it feels like a creative rush of energy. And it's like, this is why I do what I do, you know, all the other stuff and like the long hours and the nights and weekends and stuff that you miss, you know, with your family and your friends, like that makes it worth it to a certain extent, because like that feeling you can't put a price on, you know? So uh, when you get those, you got to kind of just sit there and like soak it up when the Benny one happened there. It's like, all right, this is like, we're in the world series. So like, I don't have too much time to like soak this <laughs> in. Like I got to work, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can look back on it and yeah, I think it was pretty cool. I just got one more for you, Billy. Yeah. We talked a little bit about how much people love that day in the life stuff. They love seeing, you know, the, the players going about their business, maybe the stuff they don't see behind the scenes, you know, a glimpse behind the curtain. So what is a day in the life of Billy Weiss on like a Fenway game day? Run us through what that's like. Totally. Um, typical like night game, let's say, um, you know, I'll wake up. Uh, I should work out, but these days I'm really slacking, but theoretically that's what I'll do. Um, you know, kind of just take some time in the morning to like, just chill, um, zone out. Um, you know, and then I'll come in around, usually like 12, one o'clock, something like that. Um, and that's kind of when, you know, just catching up on emails from the night before, 
um, kind of getting a clean slate. And then like we get back in with, um, you know, the events of the day, we got batting practice, we got uh, community events, player appearances, checking in with the guys, you know, and then like we roll around, it's dinner time at five thirty. media dining, you can find us there every day. Um, and then pregame ceremonies, we obviously always have like elaborate pregame ceremonies here, um, which are great. And then, you know, then it's game time. Um, and then you kind of repeat, you know, I, I will say, you know, we've been really lucky that we've been able to build up a staff of, of photographers here. And I mean, you guys got to check out these, the, these guys are incredible and in how hard they work and the, and the, the, the talent that they have. And so it's not all me anymore. Um, and, you know, we kind of are lucky where we can kind of divide and conquer. So we don't all need to just be there every single night. And that really helps over the course of a long season, just being able to, to pace yourself and find that, that balance, because it is a very grueling pace um, with the baseball season. So, you know, thankful that the Red Sox uh, have invested in building out a, a robust staff that we can count on. Billy Weiss, Red Sox team photographer. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Joey, I think we have to like guilt him into doing a photo shoot of us. Like, is there any way that we can figure that out? Just for you don't have to kill me. I'll do it. I'll just do it. Let's, let's okay. do it. Go. All right. It's like, oh, no blackmail gonna... needed. No bribery no. needed. Perfect. No, no. Got to find no. some bad on Billy would not be easy. <laughs> I, I, I there's a lot of like, bad stories out there. But Billy, thank you so much for joining us, man. This is awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll obviously see you at the park a lot. But I, I can't speak highly enough of the stuff that you do and and how much it matters and how how different it makes the red sox fan experience from the other teams it's really great well thank you guys i appreciate it and, and thank you for having me and like i said keep up the great work you guys are doing awesome thank you man we'll see you at fenway per usual per usual later Major shout out to Billy Weiss for joining the program. Billy, like I mentioned before, great dude, super nice, super humble. Like he could probably be cockier considering he gets some of the coolest shots in like Boston sports history, but mm. very low maintenance dude, down to earth, and uh, really pumped that he came on the program, Joe. Yeah, as am I, dude. I still got to get that nerd conversation in with him. Didn't really get to dive into it all too much. We kind of had you for not like diving in too much. You were like, you know what? Let's Thank just leave you. it at this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I showed some serious restraint, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had like the same thing happen at Fenway this uh, this week. We met up with a photographer and I was same thing, bro. Bit my yeah. tongue. Got to <laughs> hold that nerd in. But, uh, you know, Billy's the man. He um, like you said, he's responsible for so many like iconic images and, and so many things that, like we've all seen that we just think like, Oh yeah, that's a photo of the Red Sox. Like it's a Red Sox photo. I guess it's easy to forget that there's like a man behind that camera. Yeah. And that that was yeah. a photo that was taken. It's not just some magical thing that came to be like that. Benny photo didn't just snap into existence. Like no, someone like <laughs> someone queued that up and snapped it. It wasn't like the the air in Fenway, just like, oh, by the way, we saw this, so we'll share it with you. It's like, no, that was a human yeah. that took it's it. It's not like a video game that like you went to instant replay, and you're like, and you can <laughs> manipulate here. Let's move the light here a little bit. No. He, but doesn't it seem like that? Like with his photos, 100%. it seems like you just freeze-framed the replay in the video game. Yeah, you can be good enough at photography where like it doesn't even feel like photography anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's he's awesome, dude. Um, this is episode fifty-two. What did I say? No, no, you did. You did. You said you said fifty-two. Oh, okay. I'm, you had me I was, thinking I said the wrong number. I not Steve, as you correctly said, this is episode fifty-two. Okay. All right. Um I'm gonna give you a sec to get the numbers up because you hate when I tell you. <laughs> I hate it's, it. It's, it's, it's the Eduardo listening. Rodriguez episode. Joey always jumps me on the numbers. <laughs> he gets the numbers up before. There's me. a bunch of there's a bunch of great ones. Oh, even a bunch of great. Yeah. A bunch of good ones. John Farrell when he was a pitching coach. Hell yeah. How about that? Dude, by the way, weird. Joey, Billy yeah. has an all-time. He took an all-time John Farrell photo. I don't know if you remember this one. Let me try to find it. I bet I do. I loved John Farrell memes. Dude. The, I mean, the best one was the screenshot from the broadcast where he's just looking up. Well, you remember that one in the dugout where yeah. he's just looking up like, oh, my God, there goes another one that lasted us like the whole season. Yeah. That was that was um, great. But let me is, let me send you this one. This is a lot of Christmas on the ball. Oh, yeah. The Christmas. My God. Yeah. I just slacked it over to you. Do you remember this photo? He's basically like eating an umpire's <laughs> face. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Ah, it looks like he's so, gonna bite his nose. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna bite him. And that ump, by the way, I remember mm. he would like he would like guest bartend at baseball tavern. <laughs> I think his name. What is That's his name? wild. Is it Bill Miller? Is that his name? Umpire. Let me see. Yeah, Bill Miller. The One ump. of the many reasons I could never be an umpire or a manager is like whenever I see them like yelling like hat brim to hat brim. I was like, don't don't get that close to me. Look, we That's, can yell and you can shove me, dude. I'd be I would say, look, don't get that close, but you can put your hands on me, is what I would You can't put say. your hands on me. You can you can push me a little bit. You but can like, harass me, but just give me space. I don't do want to smell your lunch, dude. I don't. <laughs> don't get that close to me, bro. Oh man. That is very that is funny. so funny. But that, that photo is a classic. That photo, yeah. I remember that happening. And Joey, to your to your point, and it's a great point. Mm -hmm. you forget there is a human taking the photos like yeah. it, it's it sounds stupid but i'm i'm scrolling through and i can't emphasize enough to go to billyweiss.com uh slash what work and just look at his stuff it is it's incredible it's absolutely incredible even some shots some scenics of boston he mentioned the jackie bradley jr catch which was which was awesome mm -hmm. the benny photo is my favorite i think in red sox history just because of what it represents with the team having 108 wins, the Orioles being 61 games back. It's got a great Koji shot when they won the World Series in 13 with Salta Lagabaguzi holding them up. Um, the Yaz shot where mm -hmm. Yaz's kid was here with the Giants, them kind of, you know, walking in the outfield with the green monster behind him. It's you just go on and on and on. These are just all the Mookie one's a classic, too. I know we don't oh, love the, talking the Mookie because people get slammed. It's okay to talk happy about Mookie. The slam and him yelling round and first is just an all-time shot. So definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. Billy Weiss is great, and I am happy we had him on. Back to uh, numbers real quick here. Yeah, yeah. For uh, number 52. Uh, 52 is one of those weird numbers where nobody wore it for the Red Sox until 1987. Wow. Like the team existed for 90 years, and they were like, Oh yeah, nobody's ever worn that one. 
That's interesting. I mean, it just gets, it, becomes a, it becomes a numbers game, you know, where after oh, a while no. it's like, oh, we can actually start spreading this out a little bit. If you go through the 50s numbers wise, a lot of these weren't worn until the 80s and 90s. Oh, man, dude, uh, not to get too ahead of us, but there's a guy coming up in a couple of weeks who uh, played in, in our lifetime, who we're very familiar with, was the first person ever to wear this number for the Red Sox. That's kind of exciting. This is crazy. Very that weird. is crazy. That's very mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, I'm just seeing that now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. A couple now, of wow. them. A couple of them. Wow. 2011. 2013. 14. Whoa, hold on. 15. <laughs> 16. 2020. All right, Owen. 2025? <laughs> we'll, we'll mention this again when this episode happens, but I got to jump the gun on this one because it's a little while out. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think it's illegal to say the name before it's the episode. I think that's a rule. We've never mentioned any of these guys. <laughs> I think it's I, I'm saying you got to wait until the episode to say the say the guy. Wow. OK, yeah, this one's crazy. That one's going to be nuts. We have okay. some great episodes coming up for you guys. So stay tuned. Tune back into Inside the Monster. If you want to hear who these numbers are, do not look them up. <laughs> do not look them up. Tune in. Two to six times a week, and we'll let you know who wore what number for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, that was. I, I can't do any better than that. That was good. Uh, next, you'll hear from us is what recapping this Rays Red Sox series, and I bet it's gonna be fun. I bet it's gonna be so much fun, and I can't wait. I'm so excited, dude. I I'm excited. Tonight is the Apple TV broadcast, and I I hope they go out with a bang. I hope that they're like. No, nah, this is going to be the one. You guys got nothing to say about this one. Yeah. People love to rag on that. I'm I'm rooting for Apple. I want yeah, a great shout broadcast. Out, shout out there. my boy, Steven Nelson. He's been crushing it with yeah. everything he does. Steven Nelson's incredible. I said we should get him on here. He's like, ah, you can get better guests than me. I'm like, nah, dude, we want you on here. Like, you're, yeah, I think that'd you're be the great. man. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, until next time, for Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralt. Go Sox, dude. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. (laughs) 